0: Welcome to Apostrophe Cast. This episode we invite you to explore the world of poet Danielle Sellers, reading from her collection Bone Key Elegies, available from Main Street Rag. Inhabited by tribes of beautiful, semi-wild children, destined to suffer and become wise, its beaches and cities shine by the light of her radiant details. And at the center, all roads lead to the kingdom of her family, magnified into myth, ruled by a daughter who would scold gods, and dogs alike. Please enjoy Danielle Sellers. This is Danielle Sellers. I'm reading to you from my first collection of poetry, Bone Key Elegies, which is just out from Main Street Rag. I'm reading to you from my home in Oxford, Mississippi, while my daughter is napping on a Saturday. Winter Elegy. When the cool fronts gusted through, we called it Christmas. We'd crank open all the jealousy windows, and for the rest of that year and into the next, the slamming of doors was only the wind's rage. It blew through our house, diffusing the seaweed collecting at the canal's dead end, my mother's cinnamon candles and pine, sugar apples ripening on the tree, and at night, blossoms of cacti in the corner of the yard. Half asleep with the windows open, I could hear the rustling of palms and bottle brush, blinds slapping against screens, and at some point every night the scream of a cat fight, and my mother going out to break it up, then back to bed. Through my bedroom windows I'd hear her settle in, that overture of sighs and low moans, And my father's constant snore lulled me back to sleep. And I never imagined this was not the way it would always be. Daddy at the Stove He's bare-chested. Fish blood and scales sequin his bathing suit. Grease pops in the cast iron. With blade and forefinger, he pulls the vertebrae from the snapper he caught this morning, discards it, he slaps the white meat in egg wash, then cornmeal, then sizzling pan. Tells me and his grandkids, the same age as I am, to stand back, go play quiet. We slink off to the tiled cave of the Florida room, play scorpion family. One arm crooked above our heads, four fingers sting. From the sofa's peak I see my daddy barefoot at the stove. Silver hair, uncombed and salty, His tongs, a scepter. Sandbar at Snipes Key. Before the divorce, we used to picnic on the first Sunday of each month, even in winter. My father would belly his pontoon on the sandbar, then my extended family swung single file down the ladder wearing sneakers. It was too shallow for swimming and not all sand, but coral heads and bottles, long-spined sea urchins, perhaps stingrays. Arm in arm we made a chain from the boat to shore in flowered or fluorescent bathing suits, like a long swatch of milky bufo eggs to stake our claim on that small tongue of sand. My father would carve a pit in the beach Make fire with mangrove limbs, spear a hogfish and roast it before it was dead, squeeze lime hissing the fire down. Then he'd stretch out on the sand, his arms folded under his head like a sky watcher. His snore was like wave crash. Giggling, I poured buckets full of sand over him. Mixed with salt water, it was cement. Then I built a series of castles around him. He'd sleep like that, pretending not to know I was there. Or was he pretending? During one of these Sundays, our engine broke down, and to get us home, he jumped in, pulled the pontoon by the anchor rope over his shoulder, trudged the three bay miles to our dock. His hands and back blistered. That night he stood out on the back deck, and my mother poured a bottle of peroxide over him, which fizzed like sea foam over his body. He saw me see him wince, then exaggerated his wincing with cartoonish eeks and acts. He let me wind his palms with gauze. I fell asleep with my head on his scorched chest, despite the rifle cracks of some John Wayne movie both of us and his cigar-burned, soft, gray, lazy boy. He was fond of saying, man is greater than any misery. Out there on the sandbar, it was easy to forget about my parents' last fight, the smack of his truck door. It felt good just to dig my hands in the muck by the shoreline, to try and bury my father so deep in the earth he'd never leave. The next poem is Personal Representative. After my father's funeral, in the backyard I grew up in, Bermuda grass up to my ankles and slick with rain, I came upon the cane toads poolside, Their brown pimpled bodies shocking, Poison glands milky under moonlight, Looking for females, throats puffed and fell, their trills like diesel engines. They coughed and pissed the deck. They cried like humans when I killed them with his spade, just like my father said they would. Elegy for a murdered friend in memory of Ayak Tubi, nineteen seventy nine to two thousand three. Months after your murder. I went back to the limestone bridge, where as girls we scratched our names and the names of boys. Back then our mouths were red with stolen wine. We wore hoops in our ears, our jeans too tight. The tide took years to erode our words. Left were things of bridge dwellers, mattress tickings, beer can, palm fronds twisted to roses. Nothing else changed, not the salt pond stink, not the navy jet screaming overhead, not the two-note heartbeat sound of cars on US-1 above. This is where I knew you, before you met the man. This is how I'll remember you, blonde hair, red lips, rock in your hand. Reincarnation in the Hardine. One Crossing the church square back to the hotel I saw two dark-haired girls chasing each other around a fountain Their feet dry straw on the cobblestone Nearing me, the little one stubbed her toe Tripped Went down hard on her back like a beetle Her belly so thick she wallowed there I held out my hand to her Saw her eyes closed, nose caked with snot, hands swathed with rock dust. I pulled her up, set her on her way. Later, in the square again, the girl came back, tossing a ball that trailed metallic ribbons like a comet. 2. I twirled with my sister through the twisted trunks of Grandma Glow's hibiscus. Our thick, dark hair braided with palm fronds. We dabbed our eyelids with pollen, pushed open blooms behind our ears. Then back to our imitation of a salsa, clacking Grandma's espadrilles on the patio Spanish tile. The laces snaked our calves almost to the knees. At the grill, our step-grandpa barbecued shrimp. We asked for the cool of his Budweiser can to our necks and each, in turn, a long, sour swig. Three. After I became an only child, I made it my mission to save the insects drowning in our pool, carpenter ants, ladybugs, palmettos. I'd find a brown banana leaf on the ground, scoop it under the surface, and lift it like a stretcher to the cool poolside. If they had wings, they flicked them in the air to dry. Some marched off right away, as if they'd never been so near death. Others seemed to ponder, not leaving the leaf for minutes, if at all. December Evening, Key West Today I sat on the seawall behind the house I've lived in twenty years, watching Mullet turn circles in the canal. Impossible to count how many, it always looks like more, spiraling in from the unprotected bay. They raise their silver bellies to the sun, flashing like strobe lights underwater. Something unseen hunts them, most likely Barracuda. Occasionally one or a few leap from the edge to the hub. The ripple rings expand and disappear. The school, A gilded body, plunges three feet, its lights subdue, shapes distort. On a whim, one brave or stupid fish pilots them back. They form a plane, then vortex, octagon, what could be a shield. We sold this place last week. I thought of the mullets swimming the still canal, and wondered how they never tired of turning their bellies to the sun. How close I came to jumping in. And I'd like to read a few poems from my new manuscript that I'm working on. Odin Printomp's. Back when goodnight took hours, wet necks and button fumble, We took pleasure in fogging the windows of your dented Buick, Its windshield often an Impressionist painting under rain. My hips Matisse Tahitian, My apartment a blouse of curtains, open windows. Nothing else existed but your palm on my thigh. It didn't matter that you were a Jew. I had not yet overheard your mother say I was a nice girl you shouldn't marry. On Saturdays, we stole the marble staircases of the Walters Art Museum, our hooked arms among the glass columns housing thin parchments of Rochester Bibles, Claritia Psalter, the Book of Hours. We ticked whole afternoons memorizing April's inventory, heart's needles, a locked house, Our dates were compositions of shared baklava, the warm ovens of bakeries, fingerless gloved hands, mugs of tea, the clatter of almost empty pool halls. Protest. Weeks before the new world began, we met at a grad school icebreaker. I wore coral. The towers still stood. I did not have to be vigilant about scanning the Baltimore skyline for planes or eyeing baggage left on the train. As our troops prepared to invade, we donned peace circles and pins, made signs that said, You lie, kids die, and make love not war. That winter, we practiced on our street corner in Charles Village, a mild event mounted policemen stood watch over the chanting of our muffled mass during the invasion's first days spring broke over us under the sprinkling of blossoms i followed you down to dc my first real protest felt like a date we held hands through the alphabet streets of a city much like paris we shared a cherry soda a bag of roasted nuts, then joined a sea of shining bodies. It was a beautiful world, we were chanting away from harm. Then the anarchists, with their mohawks and tear-inked eyes, charged, pushing the wave of us forward at a crushing pace. We lost control of our bodies, one nation then, as rubber bullets whizzed past us. Ahead, the white smoke of tear gas, screams. You pulled us to refuge in a stationary shop's door frame. I hid my face in your coat. You covered your mouth with my hair. Who would have guessed, before the war was out, I'd marry a soldier with a ring and bruises to show for it. A good run, those short years in Baltimore, then New York. I wish our small fists in the air back then meant more to anyone. You wouldn't have gone to school further north. I wouldn't have slung back home to marry a local boy so war-shocked he never could perform his husbandly duties or love me. Last Things 1. 1. In the foul rag and bone shop of the heart, the man I love does not exist. Nearly a decade since his tongue grazed my ear, or he tucked me in the lemongrass and mushroom musk of his winter coat, we parted without kissing on Charles Street. 2. It's time to put away the paper whites and our bare feet in the early spring mud, Put away Wallace Stevens, the rice pilaf, shared popcorn, throw out the Polaroids. Time now to end pining for a boy who is a PhD, eight states from my bedroom. Put away the grad school girl I was, I've gained 60 pounds, a daughter, a house. Three. Three. Once you sleep with another man, he said, our chances are over. Knowing this, years later, I seduced my husband, and while he was inside, while I gave birth to our daughter, I remembered, never again will I have something that sweet and unforgiving. And I should say that first line was lifted from Yates' The Circus Animals Desertion. This is the last poem. Heroine, Cherub Squat and Diapers One, as the September solstice approaches, my daughter plants her bare feet firmly in clay, points to the sky, the jasmine, her sandbox, relishes outside the one good word she can say. Two, the dogs are gods to be scolded, She is often wrong. In this small house, we orbit each other, always in motion. Even in sleep, her eyes flutter, tongue swirls around a pacifier. Her body contorts and makes use of the space it's given. 3. She delights in pudding smear, commercial jingles and long baths. The shape of my body is famous to her. I am moon and sun and the light. Four. Learning patience, her fingers work a puzzle. Try as she might, the star will never fit the heart. Thank you for listening. Please join us next episode for David Goodwillie.